Do you play soccer or have a child that plays soccer? Are you targeting a prep school? Are you looking to play college soccer in the NCAA? Oliver Charles Sports Agency has you covered. Oliver Charles Sports is a soccer agency that helps with prep school, college and university, and professional placement. They work with a wide variety of ages and skill levels. Book a meeting to learn more. If you are a player or parent and need help, please click the link in the episode description and mention the Mater Soccer Talk podcast for a discount. Welcome back to the Mater Soccer Talk podcast. I am having my first guest going to be talking about soccer in America, the one and only Matthew Mater, a lifelong miserable Tottenham fan, former club soccer player, and I would say the casual American fan. So it'll be great to hear his take on how he feels about the direction of American soccer. So, Matthew, welcome. Thank you for having me, Jacob. Um, All right. Let's I think we'd start. be doing your I think we'd be doing your fans a disservice if we didn't tell them how I got here. Yeah. Um, your boy went three and zero in EPL picks this weekend. Yes, week thirty did. week thirty seven of thirty eight. Um, <laughs> just to highlight the the skill set there, we won't go into the overall record, but uh, I'm no excited. need. I'm excited to be here. Yes, welcome. I am uh, glad to have you as my first guest, um, and hopefully a repeat. So, first question I want to ask, since you're more of a casual fan, is how much do you know about the American professional league set up these days? So, I, I mean, honestly, I, I know we've got the MLS, obviously, and then I know we've got, uh, what is it, the USL? Correct. Um, is, that, is that the league? And I believe there's, two, there's like a top, and a, a, a top tier league and a second league yep. in terms of hierarchy there. Yep. Um, if there's any leagues in addition to that, I'm not aware of them. Yeah, you're good. Um, so for people out there that are listening, right now, kind of at the top, we got MLS. Then it goes USL Championship, USL 1. USL 2 is more like summer ball. You know, you'll get like the Lions Bridge and Newport News. They, uh, they're USL 2. And then there's a new league called uh, National Independent Soccer Association. Okay. And that kind of reminds me of the uh, old league called NESL, which is what the Rowdies used to play in. Okay. Uh, which I think is probably equal to, like, USL 1. Not a big fan know? that they have their own league. I feel like yeah. they need to really narrow it down and all become one. Yeah, it seems weird. I'm, I'm assuming they're run by three different organizations. Right. Three different presidents. Yeah. So seems inefficient. Right. Kind of competing NASL, for the same market. Yeah. See, the NASL collapsed, and USL kind of absorbed their teams, and then this new league appeared, and it's just like, why? And then I think there's something called the MPSL, but it, it's more uh, – that seems more amateur to me. Like, I knew people that played um, – that also worked 40 hours a week. You know what I mean? So more me, amateur level. Let me ask you this. Remember the Virginia Beach Mariners? Right. What were, do you know what league they were in? If, if at all, in like, like a pro league? I don't remember the name of the league, no. 
Okay, I'm just. Curious. But I would I would compare it to probably like USL one, a little yeah. bit. Look, so USL one like they have um Loudoun County. You've heard of that in yeah. Virginia. Mm-hmm. They got a team, so they used to be affiliated with DC, but they actually broke their affiliation. Now they're their own team. So it looks like the Mariners were in USL first division. Uh, the team folded due to lack of ownership. So they were from 99 to 2007. Yeah, it's crazy. I so, think we could have a team there is the crazy part. Yeah, they. I think they have the fan base here. There's a lot of club soccer, as we both know. Right. And um, I, I think that, I mean, there's a lot of adult leagues. I mean, maybe it's consistent like that everywhere, but it seems like soccer is a pretty popular sport in our area. Yeah, I mean, and you got the field house right there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why we don't have a team. But, uh, you know, it's interesting with the academy set up now, you know, they build into like a summer league, kind of like back in the day, legacy and like a summer league team you try and play for. But it almost almost makes you wonder if we'll ever get to a point where like you're in the first team in the pro league at 18, you know? Right. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, MLS is starting to do – like uh something similar to that aren't they where they're doing yeah they have a thing called mls pro but i think it kind of takes away from these other leagues right right like usl like if you just had a bunch of team pro teams then you know you kind of take away that mls pro league and give them first team chances instead of I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. It's kind of uh, interesting to think about because if you if you kind of consider there all the cities that have teams, like mm-hmm. across the three leagues, it seems to be spreading geographically. You know, more cities want teams in different leagues. It's kind of <clears> – it's <throat> excuse me, it's similar to England in that way. Right. Except for the fact they're different leagues. You know, it's almost being set up as truly an American – system would be you know its own league its own president its own financials they eliminate the risk of relegation um you know instead of trying to really you know we have our minds are on profit at this point because we've kind of missed the boat on setting up a league like european leagues did from day one you know and once you go down that road it's going to be hard to get out of it although it's probably the best thing for the sport in our country yeah yeah um you know i think it would be great to see you know a a club like uh, us growing up like legacy be in a even like a fourth division yeah and and see like hey what what if we sold somebody for a million dollars to a a mls team you know yeah and see the impact of that throughout the club Right, you know, not just the top tier, but some of that money gets filtered in through, you know, train youth training and co- You know, it, and it, it would be really cool to see. And I mean, and it helps communities too, especially right. these smaller towns. I mean, it could do, do a lot for them. Yeah, and I mean, you get a couple of good players coming out of there. It changes the whole dynamic of the town. And yeah, it'd be, it would be amazing to see in our lifetime something like that develop. I just don't know what it's going to take. Is it leadership? Is it, you know, is it the U.S. Soccer Federation? Do they have any authority to, like, step in? And, you know, I don't I don't really know the ins and outs, so I don't know what it would actually take, but it would be fascinating to see. For sure. 
well, talking about all these, uh, you know, the lower level and stuff, what we went to a Rowdy's game recently. What what did you think of second to basically, you know, championship equivalent to the championship in England? What did you think of the fan atmosphere? And I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you when you're watching American soccer, it's it's obviously different. Um, you just don't get the same kind of ball control and, and technical ability. But you know, from a, just purely watching it as for the you know for the sport, it was the level of play. I felt was it was decent quality. You know, I didn't find my, it wasn't like when I go to say a minor league hockey game and the pace is just. You know, it's it's almost hard to watch. I don't even want to the Admirals, which is our local Norfolk team. They yeah. actually went – they're like a third division in hockey. And when you watch that, it's like, well, this is just so slow. But there was not a discrepancy in, you know, the, the, an MLS game in that, in my opinion. And I thought the fans it – was, it was pretty cool to have a little section where, you know, they were – they were they were representing. They showed up, and you know they had a few chants, and um, yeah, it was it was a I had a I had a blast. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. So Rowdy's attendance. I mean, you were talking about attendance earlier. They are ninth in the USL in attendance average, which is five thousand eight hundred twenty-four. Oh, that's cool. Which I think is good. I thought they had a good size stadium. Um where you can actually be close to the field. Um, I don't really like when they have, you know, these teams in England, West Ham being one of them, when they build these stadiums where you're far away from the field. I like kind of the old school right right there on the – right near the pitch. So, Well, here's something interesting. I just Googled this. Um, it's the attendance for, like, League Two in England. Um, the fifth place team in that league is AFC – or I guess you said ninth. The ninth – ranked team in terms of attendance in league two is Grimsby town with 62 79. So, I mean, if you're looking at kind of like a comparison or like not to bring it back to the whole relegation model, but if you're looking at that, yeah. you know, you have part, you know, you yeah. can't expect to have 30,000 people at a, you know, a, a game that's second tier, but I think, you know, eventually, yeah, you know, it's kind of it, it seems like there's kind of proof there that it could sustain itself. Right. I mean, I think it could take off. And, you know, I think you would get more attendance if you had a chance at promotion. Absolutely. You know, I'm pretty sure like you know, you get promoted, you're adding on to that stadium. You're you know, increasing ticket sales, you're probably bringing in players. Yeah, there's a new buzz around the town, and you know, did you even if you're not a fan, like, oh, I heard we are up in the top league or we went up a league, like the team's getting good. I'm like, Let's go catch a game. I mean, right, right. now, just talking local sports, sides are killing it. They're like, I think they're the best in the minors in AAA yeah. right now for baseball. And um, you know, there's a buzz. People are talking about them at work. People are trying to get tickets, and more people are going to the games. And obviously, that's much more cyclical. As it's baseball, it's a farm system, and they don't have relegation and all that. But it just, you know, something doing successful and having a reward like that would, I think, would be great for the the business end of things. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, the logistics of it would be tough, just because we're so set in our ways as American yeah. sports. But you know, I do think 
you know, my next question to you actually kind of goes, what do you think if USL went promotion relegation before MLS? Mm. Do you think that would force the MLS hand or do they have too much money? I think well, USL should try and grow, keep growing, and then but be first to it because I think they could possibly make the MLS like, hey, you know, because I think true soccer fans want it. Yep. And um, is established enough to have the loyalty there. I mean, if right. the USL went to it first and just, you know, think of it this way. Each of these owners of these leagues are presidents. It's a business, and ultimately they want to own the market. And if that's a way to do it, yeah, I think it would either force the MLS's hand or the alternative would be they don't adapt and they die. You know, isn't that the right. saying, adapt or die or something along those lines? I mean, let USL keep expanding in these smaller markets. Let them set up relegation. Yeah, I think I think the result would be a win-win. You're either going to get MLS's hand force. Maybe that causes a merger when they see this. Or, you know, or what if, what if in 20 years the MLS is nothing because, you know, the, the USL has, has done what it's you know, has done what we're talking about. I mean, they've signed ex-European players. Kaka played, didn't he? Kaka played in the USL. Played in MLS. But I thought he I played mean, in the USL too before uh, MLS. Or there was somebody. Uh, I can't remember. Well, I know for a fact Joe Cole, West Ham legend, come on, yep, you guys, yep. played for the Rowdies. And he was okay. at a game recently. And I almost went to it, but it was a midweek game. So I was like, nah, I won't go. But I wish I would have because that would have been cool to meet him. And then uh, after Joe Cole, they had a guy from Germany that played at Wolfsburg for a while. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, like, they can get big players. And, like, the USL as well um, at Birmingham, uh, they have Juan Aguadalo. He uh, played – he was big youngster that was coming up through the ranks, got a boo to Stoke City back in the day. And he's still only 28, and he's playing in the USL. So, I mean, they – America, I mean, American guy, but they can still get players. Um, Think of it too. Like, I mean, it doesn't take but one investor with a shit ton of money to come in and change everything. Manchester mm-hmm. City, case in point. Somebody could come in and buy someone with, with billions of trillions of dollars, whatever it is. You know, yep. some oil king over in, over in uh, the Middle East comes over, buys the league, dumps a bunch of money into it, runs the, mar- you know, creates what you're talking about. I'm not saying it's not impossible. No, not at all. It uh it could totally happen and I think I think they should go for it. I don't think they're ready for it yet. I think they need to keep expanding. For I sure. think they need to make USL two not a summer league in five years. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a, a, a real league. Um and you know, with this expansion of pro leagues, you know, I wonder do you think it'll affect college soccer? You know, do we get to a point where it's like, hey, I could go, I could go play pro academy, or play on the lower level and, and make a salary right away? And I don't like school, you know, because you got kids like that. Like I know me, I would have taken that deal. Hey, we'll give you forty thousand dollars a year just to play soccer. I kind of hope it does. I don't. Right. Nobody watches college soccer, man. I hate to break it to to people who may not know that, but I. Yeah. I've been to, you know, I've watched your games, obviously, to support you and the and the lads out there. But I yeah. went to, you know, a couple games at Tech. 
you know, where I went to college, Virginia Tech, and, and you know, it just it's not the same. Um, right. And I would think, you know, and, and the option should be there. You know, look, it doesn't have to end college soccer, but if you know you're not play college and you, you know, you get that education for free and that's why you're there. But, yeah, someone offered me 40K and I was, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing this the rest of my life or like I'm going to go for it. You know, you right. can you can go back to school and if you're making that. You can get I'm sure you can get some local, you know, sponsorships. And you, if you're if you're smart enough with your money, you can go back and get an education or right. you're going to be set up to work in, you know, in that industry because you're going to have so many connections there. And I feel like a lot of guys would do that or already do that. Three at that point kind of becomes pointless. Yeah, agree. You know, I mean. 18 to 22 is your biggest development, I feel like. You see it in a lot of, uh, I mean, in the prem. I mean, you kind of, if you don't make it by 21, you're going to the lower leagues. And, yeah. uh, and, and you know, college soccer is just set up so poorly to where you're you're playing all your games in a three-month span, right? You're mm-hmm. playing 20 games. You're not, you're not getting the recovery you need. And, you know, I played at a small school, so it doesn't mean much. I'm sure the bigger schools have more resources and stuff, but you know, these, these pro, these pro teams are going to have those resources and be spending the time to try and develop you. Whereas college, they're just trying to win. And right. um, You know, I I think it would just be a different approach. Um, And, you know, I had, I I had somebody reach out to me to like a pro tryout, but you got to pay for it. But it's like, (laughs) if I would have had an opportunity to, to get a tryout for free, you know, somebody just say, Hey, we're interested we want to see go on trial for two weeks, right? You know, well, I think it could look a lot different. Absolutely, and think about this. I mean, a college coach is assembling players from all across the nation who have never played with each other, who all came from a different system, a different style of play. And if you go back to what you said earlier about having, you know, pros in local towns and all these divisions similar to Europe, I mean, you're playing if not maybe not maybe not with the same guys or the same coaches by the time you get up there but like a lot of these teams have a system you know right. Swansea plays the way Swansea plays from the youth up and they're very unique Barcelona similar um and i feel like they're not, it's those two you know aren't unique in that i feel like all these teams kind of have identities and they may not be the exact same but they you know they do kind of have an identity i feel like and going through a system and not being plucked out and thrown into a hole coach you know after your freshman year you might not fit in that system or maybe the coach gets fired and now right. you were supposed to be this possession center mid and the coach wants to play out and doesn't I don't know doesn't need you whatever that looks like but now yeah. you're toast you're, you're going to transfer portal your whole career can get from that right yeah and you know I will say that's one good thing about uh this new uh the transfer portal and all that stuff with college i think it's kind of cool and i think it's cool they're getting paid like Absolutely. my uh you know i i've heard from a friend that he's got a kid on on his d2 team that was uh got ad money for i think celsius or something like he just posts on it he's mm-hmm. got a big instagram following why shouldn't he get paid he doesn't even well, play he doesn't even get minutes but he why shouldn't he get paid you know what i mean like yeah. he's not even a big role in in the program so it's just i think it's good for I think that is one benefit of college in the sense of like how it's improving. Yeah. And, and not to divert too far down this path, but I mean, 
it makes too much sense. The school's not paying them. The school's still just giving them a scholarship, and that's all they really should do. But right. I'll be damned if you're gonna if he's gonna sell you twenty million dollars in jerseys. Or, yeah, that's probably an insane number, but you can sell a million dollars in jerseys and he doesn't get a cut. Yeah, I don't yeah. care if it's a, if it's twenty five percent because he didn't do anything. But he should get it. If you have a if you're of a three million followers on Instagram and you're getting paid ads in high school and then you get a scholarship to go to LSU. Now you can't get that ad revenue. Like that's just absurd. So uh, they're making the right changes. Um, yeah, for know. sure. And obviously soccer, you're not probably getting that much attention, nah. but if you're getting attention, I think you should get paid. You should get paid. Absolutely. All right. So next question I have for you is, um, have you heard about this new signing of the um, sporting director for U.S. soccer? I have not. Tell me about it. So, um, he is from Southampton. He was the direct academy director from 2000, excuse me, six to 2013. He produced Bale, Oxley Chamberlain, Luke Shaw, Ward Prowse, just to name a few. Um, and then he went on to help England FA from 2013 to 2020. And then he returned to Southampton um, from 2020 to 2023. Um, Mark, or didn't write down his name, but I think it's like Mark Crowley or something. Hold on. I got to look it up now. But yeah. um, I'm, I, I guess I bring this up because it gives me some hope of – uh, putting money into our youth. I mean, Southampton's probably one of the best-known academies that actually plays their youngsters. Um, I mean, those four I just named right there. I mean, Bale's a legend. Oxlade Chamberlain had a lot of injury issues, but on his day was good. Luke Shaw still doing it for uh, Man U. And, you know, Ward Prowse, he'll probably get bought by a friend team. So, I mean, I like I like the fact that they're thinking that way. Um, you know, I don't think there's any shame in going overseas to find the right people. It's just, it's such a, I don't know. Do you know what his role will be with that title? Like what, what are they looking to get out of him? So I think he'll be involved with, um, like implementing the, like what, like our coaching stuff. So coaching licenses and stuff. Um, I'm assuming he will. So Mark Noble has the same title at West Ham. So he does a lot with the youth academies. So I'm thinking okay. this guy is going to be involved with like, uh, just the USA system from, you know, grassroots <laughs> all the way up to the, the team under the first team, but he works all the way up to the first team. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine that he'll be very involved with some of that. Um, coaching licenses and what Matt Crocker. Here we go. Okay. Um, I mean, I like so, the uh, I like the idea there. I, it's just you know, Godspeed, man. Whoever you know, it's going to take a a wizard to get this to write this ship. You know, so hopefully he's the guy. Right. You know, it's going to be one of those things where it's slowly but surely. I mean, Klinsman was a great hire. He did a lot, and they felt like they had to fire him for you know this or that. He didn't qualify. I I don't I don't blame him, but he made so many changes that were advantageous that pushed us in the right direction. So maybe this guy comes in and does something similar, implements some different 
rules, styles, whatever it is yeah. down kind of at the, at the base, kind of build our base a little better. And maybe he gets fired after a few years because, you know, we're not World Cup champions. That's fine. Let's go find – let's go upgrade a little bit, find the next guy who has this framework that we're kind of building out. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like a great um, – it sounds like a great hire. Yeah. Um, you know, I – one thing, too, though, is I'm curious of who we bring in as a coach because, you know, he's, he's more of just in the background, right, just trying to build our youth keep i feel like our youth system has only gotten better mm-hmm. more youth soccer there's like leagues that are national now like legacy plays in a national league now no kidding yeah they i mean they play they won it down here in florida was where oh, they wow. had it yeah That's so i mean it's just um you know it's just expanded a lot youth soccer and so bringing in someone like this is uh great you know i heard him on an interview talk about he wants to figure out you know, how we can get rid of the pay to play system. Yeah. That's and, huge. I mean, you that's... Know, but he, he's got to go learn America, right? He's lived in right. England his whole life. So he can't just flip it on his, <laughs> flip it on his head. He's got to go learn about these inner cities and, uh, you know, really be able to find how can we get more kids to play soccer? Right. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm hopeful. Um, you know, we, we brought in, you remember uh, Aguchi on Weihu, the center back? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. So he got signed as VP, sporting director. Okay. So I'm guessing you'll work alongside him. Cool. Um, I think that's good because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he played at Clemson on Weihu. Okay. And then he made it overseas. He was in Belgium for a while. I remember he had a loan at AC Milan, and he, but he got hurt. Uh, so I'm curious them together – someone with the background of America coming from, you know, working with the background of a guy from England. Yeah. He's got to try and figure it out. You know, I think, I think those are two good signings. And well, those are the two perspectives you need, right? You need right. somebody who's gone through the system from college to pro to European pro. And then you need a guy coming from Europe to learn America. I think, I think that's a great balance. I mean, I really like the sound of that. Yeah. I think it'll be good. You know, I just think we got to get the right guy in there. And, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted, right? Because 2026 is three, yeah, three years away, and we don't have a head coach, and we're hosting the World Cup. You know, so Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh, the old Leeds manager, he kept them up in a tough Premier League. He's done well in Europe. In Austria, he did pretty well with uh, F, F, uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Mm-hmm. And then he got the job at Red Bull Lies Big. I don't think he did as well, but I, you know, if you're not winning there, you're, you're going to get sacked. And he got sacked, went to Leeds. He kept them up. And then, you know, they didn't get any better, but they were kind of in the same spot, 16th place or whatever. And, uh, but I mean, I think the boys love playing for him. And so I'm curious do you think we need an American manager? Or should we go for a foreign guy? Because this is an American with, you know, a good background in European. Like well, my, yeah, I mean, my preference would be to have a, 
to have exactly that. I want an American that's gone to Europe and, and succeeded. I mean, his resume, I don't care if he, I've, every coach has been fired. So that doesn't bother me at all. If, you, right. if you're coaching in Europe, you will get fired. Um, and that's fine. You know, you're not going to win in every league. Um, so, I mean, I would rather have that. Do I think it's necessary? Not at all. I mean, I, th- I think it, it, it just depends who it is. Klin- Klinsman, I, I still think had, he had the right attitude. Um, he wasn't American, but he kind of, I think he understood what we were trying to do and he had our best interest, you know, at mind, but I would definitely prefer to have American. I think they would, they would have a little bit more passion. Now I do want to say Leeds is in 19th place right now, but so, you well, know, they're, so that was, he was in, they were in 16th and then they fired him. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, didn't, I forgot he got sacked. So that's yeah, fine. You're good. Now they do play he Spurs. Speaking of miserable Spurs fan, Leeds will probably uh, stay in the league with the easy Spurs matchup to end the season. Yeah. Um, that ought to, at home, they ought to win that. I don't know. Three, four, Oh, yeah. But anyways, not to, I, I digress. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I gotta say, I, I would like to see Jesse Marsh as the next manager. If you don't, if you don't get someone like him, I mean, you gotta really bring in a top dog like Jose Mourinho, man. Just freaking. I mean, if if you're not gonna get an American with Europe experience who's had success, not some Bob Bradley shit, you know, yep. I would love to see. Um, you know, if, if we don't go that route, just don't get Mourinho. Well, here's bring exactly. him in right before the World Cup. He'll probably get a still because that so, dude knows how to win. So here's what you you either sign the American with the best resume, and that's Marsh. Prove me wrong. Give me a better candidate, right. or you go spend money. They have a ton of money. Go buy exactly like you're saying. Go get Mourinho. Go get somebody who's that high that high dollar you know ped, high pedigree coach who's su- succeeded on every level. Come try to, you know, what's the worst that could happen? He's either going to be considered the greatest coach ever for making the, like, the United States a contender in the World Cup or, you know, just comes and goes. And that's fine. I mean, you're never yeah. going to get you're never going to get uh, criticized for bringing in a top guy like that. At least it shows you're trying to win. Yeah, it's true. Um, one idea I just had, and it's probably the tequila talking. Um, Pep wins Champions League. That's been his goal the whole time at City. What if he wants to leave City after that? Does U.S. go after him and just throw every single dollar we have? I mean, that would be unreal. I I, I don't I think would, it's realistic at all. But if, if that happened, I would like to be at practice the first day and just see the look of disgust on his face <laughs> when he sees our quality of players <laughs> compared to what he's coached. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be amazing. I'm here right. for it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's very, you know, dream world, right? But um, we can but dream. talking about quality of players, um, how do you feel about the depth of U.S. soccer right now? Um, you know, we got in goal, Matt Turner is the backup at Arsenal right now, and he's done well at the national level. Um, he's done well in America. It's, he's got a wild story. He was at the Kickers like four years ago or something. Richmond? Yeah, Richmond Kickers. Oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has grinded, made it to New England, got the starting role there, just kind of grinds it out, you know. And uh, But he's done well. He's played. And he's uh, he's a good player. That could be a long 
long-term solution and goal. Um, we got Zach Stepnick. He's a Man City owned, but on loan to Middlesbrough. We got a guy at Town who's in the playoff final um, this this Saturday. Yeah. You got to watch that. Town, Coventry City. Two teams that I never thought would be in a playoff final to get into the Premier League. Get into the Premier League, yeah. but here we are, dude. You should look up Ludentown's uh, stadium after this. Okay, it's shocking. Okay. And then uh, Chelsea bought a guy from Chicago Fire, Selena, um, so youngster, and he, uh, you know, he's apparently very promising prospect. So that's four goal in goal. We're good for a while. Yeah, we got Sergio Dest at right back, Joe Scally. Um, so Dest. Owned by Barca, on loan at AC Milan. Scali plays for Mauricio Gladbach in Germany. Uh, he's like 21 years old. I think that's like 23, 24. Um, center back is my biggest worry going into the World Cup. Tim Ream is 35, but he's playing really well for Fulham this year. But, you know, he's probably not going to be there in three years at center back. You know what I mean? I yeah, I don't want a 38-year-old center back. Going against right. 26-year-old Brazilians. Right, yeah, there's one person. <laughs> right, exactly, one in a million. But um, you got Aaron uh, Trusty. Uh, he is owned by Arsenal at loan – or loaned out to Birmingham City. There's a guy, guy named Mark McKenzie uh, in Belgium at Ghent. I really like him. He's about 23 years old. Um, I feel like he's a good player. You got – Carter Vickers at Celtic, former Tottenham youngster. Got loaned out a lot, but uh, I've heard he's done well at Celtic. And then Chris Richards, he's at Crystal Palace, and he was um, formerly at Bayern Munich. And then Palmer Brown is at Detroit. Probably butchering that, but uh, that's in France. And uh, so those are some – I think those are the future center backs. Okay. Because I'm I'm not picking an MLS guy. Sorry no, to all no, the no, MLS no. dick riders, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, there's a guy, Miles Robinson, at Atlanta. I just he needs to leave. He needs to prove right. to me that he can go do it in Europe. And you know, I'm not saying MLS players aren't good enough, but I think you need to go play in Europe. I'll say it. Out MLS players at, aren't good enough. Well, I'm, I'm saying they're good enough to get bought to go there, right? For they sure. Perform there, right? The talent that, is in the, is true. there at the MLS level, but yeah. not everyone makes it. <laughs> yep. No, that's, so that's I a think, good point. I think people need to at least go out on loan to prove themselves. But um, yeah. So at left back, we got Antonio Robinson at full. He's having a hell of a season, and this guy George Bello, Armenia, Belfield. Don't know how to say it. That's in Germany. So I think our back line and goalkeepers could be good. Like I said, the center back's the only thing that makes me nervous. Um, center mid, you got McKinney, Adams, and Musa. So McKinney is owned by Juve on loan at Leeds. Tyler Adams is at Leeds. Musa is at Valencia. They're all 23 and younger. You got Brendan Aronson. He's at Leeds. This is all at center mid. I would put Aaron. Mm-hmm. At, you could put him in center mid, but he could also uh, go out wide. And then Tillman is a guy owned by Byron on loan at Rangers. Um, 
which is a good talent as well. I think he's 22. Then uh, I'll end it here with uh, right wing Tim Weah, who had a good World Cup. He scored. Um, I think he, he's been playing out of position at Lille in France, but good talent. And uh, this guy Booth at Utrecht, I'm butchering that, in Netherlands. He's having a good season. He's getting scouted by Man U, 21-year-old right winger. So strikers, we got Sargent at Norwich, killing it in the championship. Pepe, killing it in the Netherlands. Daryl Dyke, he is uh, having a decent season at West Brom in the championship. Haji Wright, he was uh, in the World Cup squad. I wasn't very impressed. He's in the Turkish league. Sabi, a guy in Denmark, and Hope is uh, – I think it's Hop or Hope, one of those. Middlesbrough, but he got loaned out to the Scottish League. And then left wing, Polistic and Reyna. Um, so, a lot of depth there. You know, how do you feel about all those guys in the sense they're all European-based? And, I mean, and yeah. relatively young. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know – most of the names you mentioned, but when you tell me they play, yeah. I mean, we it does sound like we have depth in terms of you know those two criteria. Now, right? You know, does that mean that the the bench is is quality? I don't know, but I would much rather you tell me that my bench is playing at West Brom in the Championship or Middlesbrough or Netherlands or than the guys on the Columbus crew, you know, like that. So, you know, I think it, to me, it sounds like, again, they're doing their vision. Um, you know, I feel like we used to fight that back when we were young, 20 or right. 30 years ago, they kind of fight. I don't know if they really fought going to Europe. That's just how it feels or felt. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it was just harder to get over there. I don't know, but it felt like they kind of fought it a little bit. It was a very American you know, squad going or you know, American League based squad going in there. I could be wrong. I don't have any evidence to back that up. But the fact that this is kind of what the team's looking like now, um, you know, it it makes me it makes me happy. It, it you know, it it kind of it shows me that you know they care and they kind of understand what they have to do to win. And we're you know, because you do have to be a little humble to say we're going to go get players from this league that isn't ours you know it takes a little bit of humility to admit that you know we don't have the leagues but that's not a bad thing i mean it, you I don't have we to need the best to have every pride we need to have pride that we send so many players over there now well I mean, think we're about sending, we're sending youth too it's not just right. we're sending players we're sending youth which should say a lot about our mls <laughs> Well, like dude, I mean, less teams being able to develop youngsters, right? Right. I would agree. And I mean, think about other countries that aren't Germany, Spain, and you know, France. If you if you grow up in the Czech Republic, and you go to you get signed by an EPL team, that's still the pinnacle. Or Spain or Germany, you know, that's still the goal, right? Because you know what I mean. But, but we see well, it's everything like through Luka this. Modric. He didn't stay right. in Croatia. We see everything through Tottenham, a different, and then he went yeah. to, and then he went to Madrid, and he made a hell of a career. And, yeah, I mean that's the goal, right? You want to get to those super big leagues, and I think the Prem's only gotten bigger. 
Yeah, and and we as Americans, you know, American sports see things through that lens, that different lens. So it and so it's it sounds, you know, that tide's obviously turned. We we've given up on that, and we're going to Europe. And I think the players understand that. They're you know they're probably preach. I think they're preaching it in the youth, and I think Klinsman had a big role in that, being very. Um, not strict is not the right word, but being very vocal about wanting his players to go to Europe. And, and, you know, obviously that's continues today. And that's why I think he was so important to the team, even though he got sacked. I mean, he did a lot. It's just that mindset alone. I'll give him credit, even if I'm wrong in my eyes. I think he he deserves a lot of credit. And he also, you know, really played into that dual citizenship. Uh, Yeah. Did a lot of scouting in that. And I think we continued that. I mean, a lot Absolutely. of those guys I named are dual citizen. Yep. We actually just, you know, I actually left a guy off striker, uh, Florin, 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 Balunga. I don't know how to say his name. Nailed Arsenal it. striker. He's an Arsenal striker. He's 21 years old. He's on loan at Ramus, and he scored 20 plus goals in the French league. Damn. And he just announced his um, switch, his one-time switch to america and oh, he was yeah. english english striker he's going to be american um, Good. so that's actually i can't believe i left him off i meant to bring that up um because i was announced i think a week or two ago very recent okay. i know a lot of american fans are excited i'm excited because you know ballistic needs to leave chelsea and start playing but it's like man if we could if we could just find 11 guys, 11 to 15 guys that are playing for their club and, you know, going into that World Cup, having some good form, it just we, – we have the talent. We have the youth. You know, I think a lot of these guys are going to be, you know, 24 to 26 range going into that World Cup. It's like, it's perfect, right? Yeah, if I could I'd choose an age. Further, 24 to 28, and it's like yeah. that is the perfect age. I feel like it's our time, right? We're hosting, and this is this is a crucial decision on who we bring in as the coach. So I'm excited, though. Like I want to go to at least one game, if not more. Like I'm willing to go in debt to go to a, like if we made it to a final. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It's it's a good time, probably the best time in our lifetime to be an American soccer fan. So. It's exciting to see what they're doing and to actually like have a little bit of pride in the country as long as they stop the shitty chance and the, yeah, the believing in the winning and soccer. To... I'm going to fight everyone in the stadium. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't support that. I never will. I'd like to be on the record as yeah. say, I've never chanted that. I've never chanted. I believe we will win. We will fucking win if we're better than you. And that's, <laughs> that's that. So, yeah, I uh, this is my take on the soccer football thing right it's like i'm american i call it soccer but i'm not gonna freaking go out there and chant it to a bunch of people that know it's called it's called football like that's what it is i'm not naive like (laughs) right but also i don't want to be that guy that's like it's called football like i don't want to be the corrector at the bar no be that guy either so there's an infinite amount but i definitely agree it is called football there's an infinite amount of chance we could chant. That's just the – it's the worst one ever. Yeah. That's possibly why call attention to that, you know? Yes. I just – if you're going to do that, you better lift the cup. Yeah, right. You know, that's just <laughs> – better win the freaking World Cup. Yeah. Oh, geez. All right, man. Well, I am out of questions for you. 
I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you coming on the pod, Few. Yes, and, sir. Uh, until next time. Yep. Well, it's going to take me a while to go three and zero again, but you know, if we get at week yeah. thirty eight, then you, your your uh, audience is is going to get lucky. Otherwise, yes. I'll probably talk to you around week twenty of next year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right, Jake. Take it easy. Peace.